Let's get it. Welcome to Grizz Talk. I am your host, Jack Hampton. This is my co-host, Cooper Neal. What's up? What's up, Coop? How you doing, my guy? As always, surviving and thriving. How are you? I'm good, man. I love to hear that. We're Coop. We attempted to go to open practice together. If you are a fan of our Hampton Sports Podcast, you already know this story, but Coop is feeling a little bit under the weather, weather so please keep him in your thoughts. Coop, you want to tell the story of you trying to come to open practice on Sunday? <laughs> Not really, but <laughs> you I got there. Just didn't make it very far in. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah. You're a trooper for trying, though. You are like, I had absolutely no idea. You didn't even tell me. And then your girl or your girlfriend, Leah, was like, yeah, I think I think we probably need to go. I was like, please. Like, he has no obligation. Like, there, he needs executive to decision home. was made. Yeah, yeah, executive decision was made. <laughs> Exactly. Well, I appreciate you trying and you're you're a true Grizz fan for that for sure. I wish I wish I could have stayed. I wanted to watch it. Well, the, I'll, I'll tell the story here. You didn't miss anything for like the first 30 minutes. Uh, as, as you and I talked about, like my friend Trey, good friend of the show, we were outside the forum interviewing people. So shout out to y'all. If y'all are the ones that I interviewed, but just like seeing the buzz and everything around the forum, that was really cool. And then we walked in. And they, it all started, they called the players' names out and they tried to do some skills challenge, which was just an absolute debacle. There's no organization to it at all. And Jake LaRavia probably missed like 15 to 23s in a row. I'm not even exaggerating because he had to make it and he just missed like 15 or 20 in a row. But even like before that, it was good to see that like Pete Pranica, the voice of the Grizzlies for Bally, he had said, I, I've been covering this team for 19 years. I've never seen this many people in an open practice. So that's how it started. Um, so do you yeah, have any reaction bro. just like hearing how open practice started, bro? Well, dude, I mean, when, even when we got in, they kept, we would walk to someone and they'd be like, we got to, oh, we're full. We'd walk to another one, we're full. And so you kept having to walk around and they kept opening up more places. So mm-hmm. I, I just based off that, I saw how many people were just pulling up. So that was awesome to see because we're excited. Um, and obviously we can also tell that uh, the Grizzlies know that everybody's excited. That's why those ticket prices are out, out the roof yeah. right now. Um, so that's why you saw all the cheap people there trying to get their free game. <laughs> like, like me. Absolutely. Um, like us, man, for sure. But no, nah, I was just glad to see that many, uh, that many people showed up. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. After that skills challenge, I'm going to be honest. It was pretty, it was pretty electric in there. They they eventually ran through some drills and stuff and the scrimmage, they had like four or five minute quarters. And of course, Trey and I ended up down on the fifth row at like mid court because <laughs> they kept opening up sections. <laughs> so we ended up getting getting a good seat for the scrimmage. And John Morant had his shirt off the entire time and was going between the legs and just it, it, it was fun. It ended up being really fun. The rookies had a dance off. Um, it, it was just a good day. It was a good day, a good celebration of grizzlies basketball and then last night's grizzlies magic game happened so that's all i have to say about uh the practice hey that's fair i did i did see the between the leg that that was on uh instagram that was filthy um and i did see clips of the uh dance challenge and my god i love kenny lofton but uh i can dance better than kenny lofton it's a tough seed it was a tough scene i don't know what that was yeah i I think I can't remember if it was LaRavia or like Bean and Bean, we literally waved the next day. So he was like, <laughs> but uh, I don't know if it was, Bean was the one that pulled out the shade. They all had shades on, but LaRavia killed it. I believe. I think it was LaRavia. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he did. Uh, 
Oh, what did he do? Didn't he do like a cha-cha slide or something like that? It may have been him. I, I don't know why I can't remember if it's him, but I think it was. I think it was. Yeah. Y'all comment in the chat if we're wrong. But, yeah, I think it was LaRavia. Anyways, you want to move on to this game, bro? Yeah, I'll let you unload the clip because right. I was I was a highlight watcher instead of a full full game watcher on this one. So um, we had a preseason rematch in Orlando um, on Tuesday night. We this was a lot more than just a dress rehearsal. Um, our starters, these were the minutes they played. John Morant, 32 minutes. Desmond Bain, 32 minutes. Dylan Brooks, 32 minutes. Santi Aldama, 23 minutes. Steven Adams, 25 minutes. With a starting lineup playing that much, you expect to have good results, correct? Um, That did not happen, unfortunately. Orlando did play their starters as well, but then again, we're talking a bottom-of-the-barrel NBA team. I'm not going to dissect a preseason game, but I am going to give some takeaways um, that I saw that can carry over to the regular season. First one being just started one of 10, eight of 24 from the field is what he finished. And he was O of six from three. I saw a lot of settling from John Morant and that's okay. We, everybody misses shots. So I'm not tripping about that. Desmond Bain was a bright spot. However, he had 33 points in this game. Um, what was very concerning is Paulo Bancaro, a rookie absolutely had his way with Santi Aldama. He had whatever the hell he wanted to, especially in that first half. Uh, and that it, we knew Santi struggled on defense, but it, it looked really, really bad. So we're gonna have to hide him alongside John Moran. It looks like in my opinion, and I have several more takeaways, but I'll just, with, with that information, Coop, I'll let you, um, kind of unload your clip and yeah. give your thoughts. Yeah, no. in in the few games that I have watched bits and pieces of, cause granted, I don't have Bally, so I don't get to watch the games unless I, Streaming illegally, which I'm not gonna lie, I do every game. So, because I, I watch all 82 games, but I'm not focusing that hard on the preseason to do that right now. Understandable. But, uh, yeah, but we were playing very lazy, and and I didn't say that on understanding it as preseason. But if you're gonna play your guys as a dress rehearsal, we saw in that first game against Orlando, the very first game, or not, or yeah, the first game against Orlando, because the Bucks game, most of the rookies played. The first dress rehearsal game, they were playing like it was winner go home finals run. Mm-hmm. Um, and then ever since then, it's like, all right, well, it's preseason. Let's get through this. And that's kind of been my biggest takeaway. And that's kind of why I don't go out of my way to watch them now because it's just disappointing. Because I'm sitting there and I'm like, I watched this Orlando game one and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so excited for this team. And then I watched the next game against the Heat and I'm like, all right, this is just disappointing me now. And then I watch, and then I watch a little bit of the next game. I'm like, mm, nope, I'm not gonna put myself in a bad mood. <laughs> so like, it's one of those things where I'm like, you made me believe that y'all are gonna go at, at everything. And we've talked a lot about how this team looks at every single game as a kill shot. Like we don't, we don't play with our food. And then now I just feel like we're toying with it. And I'm like, all right, that ain't cool. And I understand, yes, it's preseason. But I'm always here to overreact. And mm-hmm. Tyus Jones has not looked great. Um I'm so glad. At whatsoever. Um, Tyus hasn't really looked great. Bain finally hit a shot. I'm not, I'm not even going to hit on Bain because he had 33s. And I wasn't worried about him really, but he really hadn't hit a shot. Um, rookies. Moravia still ain't shooting enough. Kennedy can't hit the broad side of a bar. Uh, you just hit on Santi's defense, and we hit – that was our biggest – 
fear going into everything. Um, Roddy has been, in my opinion, a big bright spot to me um, because he has played really well. And obviously, I didn't get to watch all the game last night, so I don't know that if he played great last night. But um, just very lackadaisical is how I've seen this (laughs) preseason ghost games. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. I'm so glad you brought up the Tyus Jones thing because he has been an absolute shell of himself. I'm really hoping to start this season we're not going to see a repeat of Dylan Brooks after he got his contract a few years back and he couldn't hit, you know, shots for months on end. Um, back back to the starters. I mean, they John Morant played until the last buzzer sounded. Like he was in at the end of the fourth quarter um, and had that, you know, he even though we're down by four. But this, I, I, again, I, it's so tempting to dissect a preseason game. I'm not going to get all up in arms right now, but I am going to admit I'm irritated um, with Tyus, the way he's played rebounding was a problem. The fact that we get out rebounded by Orlando last night is infuriating to me. I don't know if it's Jaron being out. It could be, but we have to rebound the basketball better offensively. Of course, we're going to rebound there, but defensively we cannot be giving them second chance looks. Um, And like you said, with the LaRavia thing, he's just, He's not shooting the ball, and that's what you're on the court to do. You're not on the court because you're some type of shot creator that can get a jumper off the dribble or you're some kind of like lockdown defender. You're there to be a sniper around Ja Morant, and if you're afraid to shoot the ball, then come on. The hope I have pulled away from these two Orlando games is Dylan Brooks has shot the ball less than Ja Morant and less than Desmond Bain. That's what I want to see from Dylan, and I'm happy about that. Yeah, 1,000%. And it's uh, something that a lot of Grizzlies people have alluded to with Santee last year is he would shoot it, but it'd be hesitation. And then the shot wouldn't be as clean because he, he hesitated for half a second or he would pass it away and then they'd give it back and he'd, he'd have people around him and so it wouldn't be as clean of a shot. And this year you saw him catch the ball and just shoot. He was no hesitation, no shot. I think that's the same kind of issue that's going on with Arabia. That mm-hmm. first game in summer league, we saw him just go. And you're like, oh, my God, we got Tyler Hero. And nobody knew what was happening when we drafted him, but we got Tyler Hero just like that. And then ever since then, catch a wide-open corner three pass. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm yeah. like, that's go. You had the best shot on the court. Just shoot. I'd mm-hmm. rather you shoot 40 times than the these other guys take a shot. Like, are you kidding me? I don't want Tremont Waters shooting that ball. <laughs> like, uh, shout out Tremont Waters. But, like, it's one of those things that I, I can't tell if it's a rookie or if he's just kind of been in such a – and, and I, don't, I don't know Wake Forest basketball that well, so I don't want to try to, like, dissect Wake Forest basketball. But I can't tell if he's been such a team-oriented basketball team for so long that it's just instilled in him that – you don't always have to shoot the ball. Like you can pass it and get a better shot or that famous saying of there's always a better shot or something like that. Like maybe that's what it is. And he's like, Oh, I don't want to shoot with 16 left on the shot clock. Oh, I don't want to shoot. I just shot it the last two times down the court. I don't know if that's what's going on with him. And it's just something that Taylor Jenkins is going to have to be like, look, dude, Jock gets you the ball and you're open. No hesitation. Go. Um, Cause that's how we get points. Exactly. And, and my concern is if you're afraid to shoot the ball at the end of summer league in Vegas, or if you're afraid to shoot the ball in a preseason game in Orlando, what the hell is it going to be 
um, opening night on national TV against the New York Knicks? Knicks. Or what the hell is it going to be on national TV in a game six of a uh, playoff series against the Golden State Warriors? That's my problem. And the fact that you should have the utmost confidence right now. This is the preseason. This is this is a summer league. And the fact yeah. that I've seen this from him is just we're getting off on the wrong foot. That's all it's going to be. Cause I'm not ready to, you know, say anything blasphemous about this kid yet. He's finding his footing in the league. He just needs to shoot the ball. That's what he's here yeah. for. That's what he was drafted for. And right now I, I'm, if I'm playing a rookie, I don't want to play two rookies right now. That's how I feel. And, and the one rookie I do want to play is David Roddy. I don't think LaRavia has shown anything to be in the rotation. That's just my opinion. And I agree with you, and uh, I'll hit on the Rowdy thing in a second, but what you hit on is the this is where you build confidence, and this is where you just get your exercise in. Like, I hate to say it like that. This is really where you get in shape. Because, um, mm-hmm. yes, practice can get you in shape, running up and down the court, doing all this, that, and the other, doing the drills. But this is where you get in the game shape, uh, running the – you might play in 15 minutes, but they're going to be sporadic 15 minutes. So getting in the shape of just giving it your all in the five-minute splits that you get. That's mm-hmm. and getting your confidence up. I love that you hit on that. Why are you not just doing it? I understand. Like we hear all of this about how he's a sniper. He's probably got the purest shot on the team. Like we hear all this. Why are we not seeing it? We've mm-hmm. got to get that out of him. And I'm, I've never been opposed to sending a guy down to the G league, but I, with him, I can't tell if that would even help because he doesn't shoot it in a preseason summer league game. So I don't know. Maybe that's just something. And you and I both know, better than anybody that the Grizzlies like to hide things and keep it close to the vest. Maybe they're like, hey, Jake, don't shoot the ball. Don't let people know that you've got that clip on you yet. We mm-hmm. want to hold that off. And I don't know. That could be that. I, I doubt it because <laughs> at the end of the day, you you always want guys to get shots up. That's how they get better. Um, but, yeah, this is where you build confidence and this is where you get in shape. And he's, I feel like, doing neither of the two. Um, but I agree. Roddy has looked the most NBA ready um, and – I think he brings us the most versatility. I think he can play, honestly, the one through four. Um, and maybe not as much the one, but he can bring the ball up the court, and I've seen him handle the ball. So I wouldn't be as opposed to doing that. Obviously, there's about five other guys that I can name you that I'd rather bring the ball up the court. But I think Roddy gives us the most uh, positional versatility. And I think his shot's honestly been one of – like uh, I wasn't I, – I knew he was nasty at Colorado State. I watched his mixtape at Colorado State, believe me. Draft night, I'll watch his Colorado State mixtape and watch him in his bag. He's 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 impressed me beyond that. Uh, right. His speed, uh, his ability, his his way to just be in your way. That's what, I don't know if that's a good way to say it, but he's just always there. Um, he he rebounds effectively, um, and he just plays his position well. So honestly, Roddy, I would not be I would not be shocked to see a David Roddy starting lineup. And Santi coming off the bench based on the defense Santi has shown me. I'll say it. I'll say it. Understandably so. Um, I want to pose this question to you, and then I'll answer it myself. We do wrap the preseason up. Um, this will be airing on Thursday, so I'm going to say tonight, Thursday night, um, in Detroit, we'll be playing Kate Cunningham, Jaden Ivey, and those boys. Is there anything specific you want to see? from this game if you had to choose something is it something from ja or desmond or dylan or some of the rookies what do you want to see in this game from our memphis grizzlies as they wrap up this preseason um 
that's an athletic team. So I'm going to kind of give you something kind of athletic and not harp on the same things. Obviously, I want to see Laravia shoot. Yes. Um, I want to, I want to see Josh shoot better, but that I don't, I'm not worried about John. I'm not worried about Bain. I'm not worried about those guys. Yeah, um, I want to see us out rebound them significantly. I want to see us out hustle them significantly. Um, and this is solely on the fact that this is a very, very athletic team. Um, this team is like one of those just straight up. This sounds like a fun team to play on like a, 2k blacktop type team because they're athletic as a mug um and obviously they lost marvin bagley and we'll hit on that on a different night because that hurt my heart but uh i want to see us out at i want to see us go toe-to-toe athletically with them and who knows if our guys play or not um or if even their guys play i'm assuming with how young they are that they'll probably get as much time uh for the pistons as humanly possible but i want to see us out rebound them play physical basketball, win the hustle stats, which are uh, steals, blocks, um, all of the above that you can think of there. But I also – I want to see how we defend uh, Jane Ivey, honestly. Uh, that's what I'll be watching the most. Um, if we play our guys, I'll be interested to see how we guard a guy like Jane Ivey because that's guarding John Moran. Yeah. It, that'll be interesting as well because you can't put Dylan Brooks on both Cade Cunningham and Jaden Ivey, and, right? So yeah. yeah, so I understand, and I, I love how the, the rebounding thing was a thing I was going to say as well. Just, just you know, rebound the basketball better. That's <laughs> what I'm going to say. And if our guys play or not, um, even if you know our starters only go out there for 15 minutes, what I want to see is that even though it's a preseason loss, still have the capability of a loss pissing you off and coming out and in the 15 minutes you play to, to beat their head in like you should. Um, because Absolutely. if, if we're looking at this team, even in the regular season last year, it would not surprise you if they got worked up over a preseason loss. And now it, it's time to do that. And just, just show like, Hey, like, you know, that was kind of embarrassing. Like we played 30 minutes and we still couldn't beat the Orlando magic, you know, it, with a rookie who hasn't even played a regular season game yet. So it was, I just want to see some type of urgency with that and say that, hey, that kind of did piss us off. The 15 minutes we're going to play, you know, Desmond Bain's going to be a plus 20 or Dylan Brooks is going to be a plus 15. John Morant is going to attack, you know. That's that's what I want to see. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, I only watched the first half of this game that I'm about to refer to, so don't, don't bite my head off. But the game that we lost against the Heat, um, when our starters were in, it, it was a blowout. Like, they were dogging the heat. And then they all get pulled, and then we start toying with our food and these random dudes that I can't even tell you their names. I'm sorry, Miami Heat guys that won't make the roster. But, like, those dudes and then Duncan Robinson just started coming for our head because we just started playing. I mean, we were just like, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. So, I want to see I want to see the team that came – like, there were that was a tale of two Heat teams right there, Jack. You mm-hmm. had the team that was going out there understanding who was the better team, who were the better players – and taking care of business. And then you had that team that was just like, all right, cool. And we're talking about, we haven't, I I know it's recent, but we haven't played anybody. The Bucks played none of their guys. The Heat played none of their guys. The Magic, I don't care. You know, that's twice. And Detroit, even if they do play their guys, I don't care. Because we're looking, if we're starting to look ahead, we're recording this on Wednesday. We're just a week away from that Knicks matchup. That's a team that's going to be hungry to prove that that Jalen Brunson move paid off early in the season. Then we go to Houston. That's fine. But then, I mean, the three of our first four is New York, Dallas, and then Brooklyn. So those are three possible 
playoff teams that you better show up ready to play, especially at the beginning of this season with New York trying to prove that with Brooklyn and Ben Simmons. I mean, Kyrie Irving has something on his shoulder as well. And, and Luka Doncic, we know the guy that he can be for Dallas. So we have to be ready for the start of the season. Yeah, exactly. And Dallas, you hit on it. Uh, they're one of our tougher matchups always because of their pace. Um, and that's two, That's an early look at two MVP candidates uh, right there in John Morant and Luka. So that's going to be a fun one. But like you said, uh, we got to be ready because um, it, it starts <laughs> literally in less than a week now. Um, a question that kind of came to my mind with all of us talk about rebounding, because this is something – this is this is a category that Jack, you and I really don't have to worry about too much. Um, no, we, no, no. or at least we didn't, um, until that Warrior series. Um, we got. That's why we lost. I, I don't. I understand people are, in, including myself, are out there like if Java Rant's uh, not injured in that game, we're gonna we're gonna win that series. And I wholeheartedly still believe that. But the games you lost, you lost because you got out rebounded by Kavon Looney and Kavon Looney alone. Um, and it wasn't like their defensive rebounding. It was the fact that they out offensive rebounded you too. Like mm-hmm. wipe the floor with you with mm-hmm. and without Steven Adams on the court, um, who is our, I mean, not even arguably, he is our best rebounder. Absolutely. Are you worried at all that our rebounding might take a hit this season and that it's a going to be a spot that we're going to have to focus in on as a key to success now, because we just haven't seemed to been able to do it recently. I'm not too worried about it because I think we were one of the best offensive rebounding teams in the league last year. So I think that can help make up on the defensive end. What I am worried about when I get worried is when we get out rebounded by a team like Orlando, I get, they have three, seven footers in their front court, but these aren't, you know, garbage men that are just crashing the boards. I mean, we're talking about bowl bowl, you know, Wendell Carter and, Paulo Bencare, we're not talking about, you know, Clint Capella here alongside. No, bull, bull. <laughs> yeah. By the way, when he hit that three last night, I was literally about to throw my TV. So, yeah, shout out Bull Bull for knocking down that one three. Bull Bull and Mo Bomb are on the same team. Do you know how legendary that is? Yeah, I know. They're both going to be out of the league in two years. Mark my words. Legendary. <laughs> I hate both of them after last night. I bet you do. <laughs> I did, I did. I'm going to be honest with you. I thought Bobo was still on the Nuggets, if I'm being honest with you. That's yeah. how that shows you how much of this game I watched. Like, I, I kind of after that, after I literally turned my whole TV in the living room to the Miami Heat game, and I watched us single handedly just sit on our asses and twiddle our thumbs and watch these random random dudes, John Doe's that I can't even tell you that Miami picked up off the street does. just rail us, and I was like. Oh my god! I was like, I'm watching the I'm I'm gonna watch the Memphis football team instead. I was like, this is stupid. And then that was actually amusing for me because Memphis blew a 19 point lead in the uh, fourth quarter, and I, I I picked Houston, so I I felt pretty good about that one. <laughs> Shout out our boy Harold, man. I know you're a Memphis Tigers fan. I'm so sorry that that was a tragedy Friday night, but. Yeah, back, back to our Grizzlies because I'm sure nobody wants to think about that. Yeah, nobody wants to talk about the Tigers. <laughs> yeah, understandably so. Um, I mean, that's pretty much all I have with the Grizzlies Magic game. Hopefully, I mean, like you said, some rebounding, some Laravia shooting, some type of urgency uh, in this yeah. Detroit game Thursday night. And then um, next week, Wednesday night, I, I'm thinking we probably record a, a day early. And I'll set the premiere a day early 
or we can do it a day later, just depending on this Knicks game. But we're going to have real basketball we're talking about in this next episode. Bro, I can't wait. I'm so, I'm so excited. You Same. know I'm excited. I already got the – I've been doing fantasy mock drafts every day. Oh, yeah, I've been sending them to me. on Sunday. Uh, oh, you know I'm ready. <laughs> uh, I know you're ready, big dog. I know you're ready, big dog. Is that all you got? That's all I got. Go Grizz. I know I know we're kind of bad-mouthing them today, but we love them. Exactly. Just, we, we love them. We, we, we love them enough to tell them when they're being stupid. Exactly. We we still believe in us. Like, that. there's – believe in them. We're not – you know, been out of shape over prison, but we were just irritated. You know, that, that's yeah. it. The It was so good to talk to a bunch of people at the open practice. That was a highlight. I'm glad we started off with the positive, but I had to end it with a negative, and now we're back on a positive. I will end it with a positive because Jaron Jackson's going to be back, like, in a week. So, crew. Could be. <laughs> I'm not putting a ceiling on it. Are you you know I've already got him coming back. I, I'm hoping before November, but I think it's gonna be that November 10th mark, right in there, right mm-hmm. in that window. It's just like you should stop putting a ceiling on USC and Tennessee, but that's okay. Jack, we're this is Grizz talk. We don't bring in blasphemous USC Trojan bullshit into this in this podcast. This dude, is I, a sacred time, dude. I can't wait to argue with you on Friday in person too. I'm gonna be at your neck on the Happen Sports podcast. Just wait. Bet. Well, well, Cooper, (laughs) on that highlight of a note, I hope you have a great, great night, my friend. Yes, sir. You too, buddy.